my mentality of racing or what I was kind of coached or how, how I was coached to race, it was you go fast and you go fast for as long as you can um, and try not to die. Dizwins Radio, episode 612, starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, before we dive into today's episode, just want to uh, thank once again the folks from DKMS for supporting the show. Uh, it's it's great to have a, an organization you know supporting me that that I'm very excited to support and promote and and try to help out as well. And that is exactly what DKMS is. Uh, DKMS, as as you may be aware, is an international nonprofit that is all about helping to battle and, and fight the fight against blood cancer and various other blood disorders. Um, and it's not just here in the states, although obviously they do a lot of work here, but it's also all over the world. So uh, if if you want to do your part to uh, to help. You know those that are are dealing with with blood cancer or various other blood disorders. Um, you know it's it's actually something that you may be able to help out with, uh, and the best way to do that is to join the registry because one of the big things that they do is they have the the registry set up, which is helping to find a genetic match for folks that have blood cancer or blood disorder that that maybe are in need or probably are in need of a blood of a bone marrow donation to help uh, help their bodies to fight the disease that, that they're battling, and DKMS helps to set up those that registry and helps to to coordinate matches between those that are in need and those that are willing to help out and potentially save a life so if you're willing to join me in the pool as a potential lifesaver head over to dkms.org and uh, request a free swab kit and that's all all it takes it's real easy super painless takes about two seconds costs you nothing because it's all postage paid they'll send you the, the kit you swab the inside of your cheeks with the with the with the cotton swab stick it back in uh and send it back out again all postage paid and uh, they'll analyze it and put you in the pool. And if the genetic markers start to come out that you might be a match for somebody that's in need, they'll contact you about what the next steps are and what the process entails at that point. But they take care of everything. They take care of everything. And it's, it's well worth it to potentially save a life. So head over to DKMS.org. Get yourself a swab kit now. And if you'd like some more information, you can just text the word AMAZING. That's A-M-A-Z-I-N-G to the number 50555 and you can find out more about the great work that DKMS does and find out why I'm so excited and so proud to have a partnership with them and have their support of the podcast. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, my uh, guest today is a woman that wasn't sure we'd have much to talk about when I first uh, asked her about maybe being on the show, but uh, if there's one thing that I've learned over the years of doing the show is that you put two runners together and we're always going to have something to talk about and uh, you know that, that's there's no doubt in my mind that that's what's going to happen today. Uh, and today's guest is definitely uh, the type of runner that's at home on the trails and that includes mountain biking in addition to running. So you know we'll, we'll be uh, hitting the trails today for our, our chat and I'm looking forward to uh, spending a little time getting to know Miss Lindsay Frazier just a little bit better. So thanks for joining us today, Lindsay. Really appreciate it and uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me, Denny. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about the trails with you. Yeah, definitely. Looking looking forward to it. And guys, if you want to check out uh, some of the stuff that Lindsay's got going on, uh, the website is adventureawaits321.wordpress.com. And uh, on the Instagram, you can connect with her there and follow along with some of those adventures that are uh, awaiting and unfolding at uh, Lindsay Marie, the number 321. So Lindsay Marie 321, and that's Lindsay with a, with a Y, L-Y-N-D. S-E-Y, Lindsay Marie 321. And uh, as per usual, we'll have everything linked up in the show notes, just like we always do. And today, the link to get you there will be disruns.com slash 612. So, Lindsay, the way we always start off the show is with a, a very simple question that for some folks is a simple question to answer. And for some folks, it's it's uh, kind of a, a tough one to, to narrow it down. But that's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? So my favorite distance to race is the 50K distance. Um, I've only actually ever done two 50Ks. However, just doing them, being out on the trails, um, being surrounded by the trail community is kind of just my uplifting running moment. Um, so I found that I just really feel at home in that distance. Um, I love training for a 50K I love going out on the trail, spending the entire day there. 
um, being surrounded by that trail community, the atmosphere always before, before race, during the race. And of course, after the race, the post-race celebration is always something I just really feel like I'm a part of. Um, I love kind of going slower. I found that I really enjoyed. So taking those breaks to power hike, um, especially when you're climbing up mountains. <laughs> um, it's just, I, if I can spend more time out on the trails by slowing down, then I'm all for that. So I really just really enjoy the 50 K, uh, distance. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and as per usual, one of the reasons I, I love asking this question is it gives me so many things that, that I, I want to follow up on. And it's, it's tough, tough to sometimes pick exactly which, which area, area to go into first, because then obviously we end up down, down a different route. And I, I forget about half the other questions, but, um, you know, with, with 50 K being your favorite distance. And like you said, you, you've only done, done a couple of them. Um, uh, are you still kind of new to, to running in general or, or to just to ultra running or, or kind of where, where did, where did, where does ultra running fit into your, your running, uh, history, if you will? Sure. So I would call myself still a rookie. Um, I have been running though for a very long time. I ran in high school. I did mm. track and cross country, um, as a distance runner. And then I followed up uh, with track and cross country in college, and I ran for my community college for two years, and then for the school I eventually transferred to to complete my bachelor's degree, I ran for them for one season. Um, but after my time with cross country and track, I kind of wanted to go further, and the longest distance you can run in college is a 10K on the track. Um so I, I was just always drawn to going further and I didn't always start as wanting to be on the trails. Mm -hmm. Um, I signed up for a marathon, the Philadelphia marathon, um, my junior year of college, I guess it was. And just because I wanted to go further, <laughs> mm -hmm. but then it kind of developed after that, after meeting fellow trail runners that had all these huge goals. They were talking about climbing up mountains, doing these crazy races. I was thinking to myself, I don't ever see myself doing that. Um, but after running with them over and over again, I realized I can do it. I just got to go slower. I'm not going to be able to keep up with them necessarily, but I can still go out there and do it. Um, but it was just kind of that draw towards wanting to run further um, is what brought me into the ultra world. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. How did that, uh, first road marathon go? Was that, uh, cause you know, if, if I'm hearing things correctly and, and certainly be, be sure to correct me if I'm wrong, but basically, I mean, you know, you were a 10 K and shorter type of, of racer and now all of a sudden going, going to the marathon. That's, that's, uh, obviously yeah. <laughs> quite, quite, a, quite a jump in, uh, in, in distance there. Yeah. So, um, I would say that it went successful. I didn't really have any, intent of let's say qualifying for Boston mm -hmm. or I just wanted to go out there and pretty much survive it. <laughs> um, I, I don't remember if I had a time goal or anything, but, um, the, the first year I did the Philadelphia marathon, the weather wasn't ideal. Mm -hmm. The second year I did it, it was also not very ideal. Um, but I went out there and I did it and I completed it. Um, I suffered the last six miles. <laughs> Once I hit mile 20, which at that point we're approaching Maniunk in Philadelphia. If anybody's familiar with that, that is just a long, lonely stretch. <laughs> so it kind of hit me there. Um, and I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> but then when you finish the race and you feel that sense of accomplishment, um, I, I think I run better than I had expected to. So it's just that feeling of, wow, I really, covered marathon distance. I didn't walk during the whole thing, which I'm super proud of. Um, I just, I really enjoyed it. Gotcha. But then again, I, a year later, I was more drawn to the trails instead of the road. <laughs> so what, what, what is, what is the draw for you to be, to be a, a trail runner? Um, is, is it, well, I don't know. I'll just leave it very open-ended. What, what, what okay. drew you towards, towards the trails and off the roads a bit more? Um, let's see. So I would say surrounding myself with other trail runners, um, they, that kind of have the mentality of, Hey, let's just go out, run trails, run up hills or hike up hills, whichever. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's just, you slow down a little bit. There's, 
I find that there's a different mentality between trail runners and road runners, um, which I think some other people can probably agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, just that trail runners are more laid back in a way. Um, they don't have, I, I now have no shame in walking right. or power hiking, which I think is what drew me away from the road. Cause I feel like on the road it's, it's kind of frowned upon <laughs> to walk. I know people do and that's mm-hmm. completely fine, mm-hmm. but just in my mentality of racing or what I was kind of coached or mm-hmm. how, how I was coached to race, it was you go fast and you go fast for as long as you can um, and try not to die. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the trails is completely different where you can slow down, you can take a moment to catch your breath or allow your legs to stop screaming at you. Mm-hmm. Um, it just is a different, it's a different world. <laughs> Yeah, it certainly is, and, and you're not the first uh, trail runner to have said that on the show, or uh, that I've talked to you know, on social media or whatever that, that's mentioned that some of those differences. Um, and in my minimal, but I do have a little bit of experience in, in trail running and, and the ultra community. I definitely can say that I've I, I noticed the difference right away as well. Um, do you think that maybe maybe your background in in running track and cross country, and like you said, that that mentality of go as fast as you can and try not to die and, and finish with whatever you can to, to get across the finish line as quickly as possible. Um, do you think that that kind of almost going to that opposite level, like once you got around the, some of the, those trail runners and kind of got that little taste of, of a little bit more relaxed atmosphere and things like that. Do you think that was that those were kind of almost a, you know, a push pull really like, like it was your, your chance to get away from some of that hardcore, fast, 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 and just to be able to relax a bit more? Was that, um, I don't know, was that as much of a draw to you as as the trails? Or or I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say here, but um, almost like like you, you, you did the sport one way, and now here's a chance to, to do the same sport, but almost a completely different, it's, it's totally fresh and brand new because it's so different than, than the, the uh, you know, kind of the track cross-country road racing type of scene. Yeah, so it's actually taken me a few years to get out of the mentality of, Hey, you should be running fast all the time or every race you do, you need to be at a hundred percent. Um, I still find myself sometimes reverting back to that mindset. But when you're training for an ultra, you learn that sometimes going slower is better Right. or taking easy days is better for recovery and better for the long term of training. Um, when I was running cross country and track, I didn't necessarily always enjoy it (laughs) because I found myself measuring my success based on the time on the clock. Um, and when I didn't hit a certain time or didn't feel like I was helping my team out enough or making my coaches proud enough, it was kind of just like that, that wasn't fun for me (laughs) always racing against the clock. That's how I perceived my level of success or failure was the clock. But when you go into the ultra running scene, it's just if you can survive the distance or make it up the hardest climb of the race or um, make up time on the downhills, Mm -hmm. then that's how I view my level of success is just mostly surviving (laughs) instead of setting a goal time or finishing in whatever top 10, top 15, top 20, whatever. Mm Um, I just found that it's better for me mentally to be fighting against myself rather than fighting against the clock. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Do you, do you dabble into road running much anymore or are you pretty much just like, like I said in the intro home on the trails and that's, and that's where you really basically want to be. Um, so I do, let's see, probably only one or two road races a year, but I also don't race that frequently, like this year I raced, let's see, five or six races, which is actually a lot for me. Gotcha. Um, and the reason I raced more races this year so far is because I raced shorter distances. I didn't have an ultra on my race calendar this year. Um, but the one road race I do every year is just a family tradition. Mm. Um, and it's on 4th of July. It's a four miler in a town nearby. Um, 
and I usually don't train for it. I just go out there and <laughs> run as fast as I can, right, which is, right. it's my one time a year that I'm racing against the clock. <laughs> gotcha. So. Do, do, do you enjoy that little taste uh, still, or is it kind of one of those things that like, you enjoy it because it's with family, but maybe maybe that that as a reminder of why you prefer to be on the trails where it's not so much uh, of, a, of a you versus the clock scenario. Oh, it's definitely a reminder because <laughs> when, <laughs> when you're at mile two or mile three and you're like, wow, I still, mm-hmm. I'm only halfway and I'm really, really tired. I can't breathe. It's, it's really, really hot here, uh, usually in July. So, I mean, I enjoy it because it's just once a year that I'm doing it. I'm not going out every weekend and racing hard that way, but, um, I don't know. I, it still is kind of a reminder of, I really enjoy trails because <laughs> right. I get to go slower. I don't have to pound it out on the pavement. Yeah, definitely. Um, so again, kind of going back to that, that introductory question and something that you said there, um, that we kind of, kind of hinted at a little bit, but, but got a little bit off of it, but that's, and that's, that's fine. Um, but you know, that you've, you've done a couple of, of 50 Ks. That's, that's a distance that you like. Do you have ambitions of going farther or, you know, you, you enjoy 50 K it's a, it's a good distance for you. It's, it's a, a, like you said, a day out on the trails, a day out in the woods, enjoying yourself. And, uh, you know, that's, that's plenty far for you. Do you, do you, you know, where, where do you stand on the, uh, the going farther, uh, uh, I don't know, whatever that, that, that position, is that something that's in your future? Maybe. Um, I don't know. You can right. never count it out. Um, I think I want to do a few more 50 Ks, um, before I decide to jump up in distance. Um, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I, I know that there's some races in Pennsylvania that I am interested in, but I think like they have the option of, you can do a 50 K, you can do a hundred K or you can do the hundred miler. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think I would first do their 50 K, see how the trails are, see how your body reacts to the right. terrain. And then if I feel like I could have done more then. I mean, I'll see from there, but as of right now, I have no intentions of going further. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair. And, and I, I try not to ask the, the future question too much because it's, it's, it is so, you know, who knows, like who knows what life's going to bring tomorrow, let alone three years from now, five years from now. So, um, you know, just kind of, kind of wait and see and, and see what, uh, see yeah. what the future holds. Um, you know, you, you mentioned that, uh, this year you've, you've raced a bit more than you have, uh, in, in recent years because of the shorter distances. Um, and, and I'd be curious to, to hear your experience with some of the, the shorter distance races. I, I, uh, snooping through the website. So you did a couple of the Xterra races this year, which yeah. those are usually, um, you know, kind of trail races on steroids from what I, what <laughs> I understand about, um, you know, challenging and, and all kinds of craziness, almost like, um, an OCR without the, the obstacles per se, yeah. but the, the obstacles yeah. are just kind of, you know, whatever the landscape is and, and what, what's the most difficult thing we can go through. So, um, did, did you, did you, I'm assuming maybe you enjoyed those races. How, how did those go for you? Um, they went well. I placed in the top five females for all of the races. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Um, and I ended up winning the, uh, Xterra championship for my age group for our region, which I was super excited about. Um, those races. So I absolutely love the first race of that series. Um, it's at Brandywine Creek state park, which is, um, right in Wilmington, Delaware. Um, it's in March, which Mm. I, I live, we live in South Jersey. Um, and March is kind of that in between month of seasons. So it can either be really cold still, or you can start getting that hint of spring. Um, this year, the Brandywine 12 K, it was really cold, (laughs) really windy. And probably halfway through the race, it started snowing a little bit, (laughs) um, which kind of just added to the dramatic effect of the race. Um, Brandywine is more there. I would say their most, we'll call it rugged, um, race of their series, um, there's lots of rocks. There's really tough climbs, um, and really, really technical descents. Mm. Um, since it's Delaware, they're not very long descents, not like going out into Pennsylvania and running through those descents of mountains, but, um, it still is a challenge. That was definitely my favorite race of the series. Um, the second two, one was at Lums Pond State Park, also in Delaware, 
And the third was, um, actually in South Jersey, um, at Camp Edge in Alloway, which both of them were relatively flat, Mm. um, pretty groomed trails. The one that the third one that was at Camp Edge in Alloway, it was, it had rained for three days nonstop Mm. leading up to that race. And the trails were so muddy. So that added another, um, (laughs) interesting aspect of the race. Um, and the last one was at Fairhill, um, in Maryland, which was their culmination of races. They had, I think they had a 5k, a 10k, a half marathon and a full marathon. Wow. And I opted for the half marathon just because I knew during the springtime, just my general life schedule was going to be a little bit more hectic. And I knew that I wouldn't have time to dedicate to train for a full marathon. So I did the half, which I really, really enjoyed because it brought me back to those memories of doing 50 Ks. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the half marathon is not nearly as long, but it was still the same mentality of if you start to feel like you're tired and you want to slow down, then you can walk. Go for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, ironically, though, I spent the first half of that half marathon with the mentality of I have to go fast. I have to pass as many people as I can on the trails. I just have to keep charging forward. Um, but I found once I probably around mile six or seven, I was like, I'm getting really tired <laughs> <laughs> and I, I want to slow down cause I want to enjoy my time out on the trails and make it worthwhile and just take it all in if I can. So I did end up slowing down the last half of the race which I'm completely okay with. I, there was other people around me that kind of were in the same mentality of, I think I want to slow down. I want to walk a little bit. Um, and there's absolutely no shame in that. I loved every second of it. (laughs) So, but yeah, the Xterra trail series, um, it's quite a variety up here in the Atlantic region. Um, they do a very good job of organizing the races. Um, they have really nice swag at the end. If you end end up on the podium. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's just a nice, it's a, it's a good trail community. Um, a little bit shorter of distances, but that's okay. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, and, and that was, uh, you know, you kind of got into to what I wanted to, to ask, but I'm gonna I'm gonna still ask it again. Um, with it being the shorter distances, and with with the fact, like you said, that you ended up, you know, being in in the the top top handful, top five, I think you said of of women yeah. overall, and you were on the podium once, and and or on the podium a couple times, I think, uh, if, yeah. if memory serves. Um, I feel like for me. I can go into a race and be like, yeah, you know, it's, it's a trail race, whatever. It's a, it's a 10 K it's an eight K it's a half marathon, whatever. And I'm just going to kind of cruise and enjoy myself and, and my time on the trails. But if I start to figure out that like, well, God, maybe, maybe I'm kind of up here towards the, the front of the pack. Um, I feel like that would, you know, w- would the competitiveness in me would start to come out and I would, I would start to push things a little bit w- with, with being that you were finishing near the top of these races, I, I, obviously you said in the half marathon, you're able to, to, you know, slow down and, and enjoy it a bit more and, and not worry so much about it. But was that, was that something that, uh, you, you consciously did it, it in the other races of I'm racing this thing because I'm up there towards the front or did you just happen to, to finish near the front of the pack or at the front of the pack? Um, I don't want to say in spite of, but you know, without having to feel like you had to really race it. And that was just how it ended up that day. Um, I kind of went into those races knowing that they were shorter distances and knowing that I feel my strongest while, while I'm on the trails, Mm -hmm. um, with the mindset of, let me see how I can place. Gotcha. Um, the Brandywine 12 K, the first one of their series that was in March when it was snowing. Um, I actually led the first probably, um, six miles and the race ended up being seven miles. I led the first six miles just because I felt comfortable on those trails. I can power through the uphills. I'm really familiar with the descents. Um, but then a woman came out of nowhere in the last mile and she passed me and that's just how it goes. You just, I still run faster than I had the year before. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of my goal going into it was, um, see if you can run faster than you did last year. Um, which I ended up doing. She passed me. Oh, well, life goes on. (laughs) Um, the other races, it was kind of just, um, it, it brought me back to my, 
my days of cross country. Um, especially those middle two races that are more so they're not as technical on the trails, um, not as many Hills. So it's more leaning towards those fast cross country runners. Um, it just so happens I'm, I was not the fastest at either of those races, (laughs) but I still can hold my own. Um, which I'm very proud of, obviously not to be, not to brag or anything, Mm -hmm. but it's still, I have that mentality of, well, if it's a shorter race, then I probably should go faster. Um, but the half marathon, I switched that mentality halfway through because I just felt like I needed to enjoy it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's it's, it's, I've I've said several times and and folks that listen to the show for, for a while have, have heard me talk about how the mental side of things is always, always the biggest struggle for me. Um, and so I was, I was interested to see how you were attacking those races or if you were attacking those races mentally. And, and, um, I could see kind of that, you know, because like you said, especially those the second two races where it felt more like a cross country race, yeah. that, that it would be pretty, pretty easy for that kind of competitive, let me push it and see what happens thing to kind of come out at you. And, 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 and that's fine. And then, you know, you get to the half marathon, you decide to, to walk a bit and relax and enjoy it. Hey, like you said, absolutely nothing wrong with that. And, and, uh, right. you know, it's all about, at the end of the day, it's all about having fun anyway. So you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. I, I enjoyed it. I look back and I say I enjoyed it. And, but then again, I look to the future and think how I want to do ultras again <laughs> <laughs> and step away from those shorter distances. Cause they do hurt in the moment when you're out of breath and your legs are hurting. It just, I'd rather slow down and go a little bit further. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, am right there with you. I, I prefer those, those longer things that don't, that maybe hurt a little bit longer, but don't hurt quite as much in the moment because you're not, right. uh, you're not maxim maximizing, uh, you know, as fast as you can go the whole time. So, uh, I, I want to switch gears a, a little bit for you here, Lindsay, but, um, before we do that, I just want to take a quick second and, uh, and pay a couple of bills. And, and once again, thanks, uh, DKMS for their continued support of the show. Um, once again, DKMS is an international nonprofit that has been helping people who are battling blood cancer or other blood disorders all over the world. It's not just here in the States. It's, it's literally worldwide. The, the company I believe was originally founded in Germany, uh, but they obviously have a, a big presence here in the States as well. Uh, and one of the big things that they do that the DKMS fosters is uh, increasing the registration of, bone, of potential bone marrow donors. So uh, if, if you're interested in kind of helping the cause and, and helping to you know be one of, of uh, the, the people that uh, there's been over 70,000 bone marrow transplants that have been facilitated because of DKMS in the last, uh, last you know, almost 20 years now. Um, and you know, the, the registry continues to grow. And as the registry continues to grow, there's the opportunity for more transplants and uh, lives to possibly be saved. So if you're interested in, in jumping aboard and, and joining me in the pool of potential uh, marrow donors, head over to dkms.org and request your free swab kit. They'll send it right over to you. You swab the inside of your cheeks and send it right back. Um, and if you'd just like some more information, you can text the word AMAZING, that's A-M-A-Z-I-N-G, to 50555. Find out more about the company, what they do, uh, how they how they are helping people that are in need uh, and how you can be part of that, that process. And like I said, potentially save a few lives along the way. So thanks to uh, DKMS for their continued support. And thank you guys for supporting the sponsors. It definitely helps to, uh, to keep the lights on, keep the roof over the head and keep the, uh, keep the show coming. So I appreciate you guys supporting them and their support of me. So, uh, Lindsay is, like I said, kind of shifting gears just a little bit. You, you mentioned, um, well, kind of tying a, a couple things together and then, and then shifting gears. But, um, you know, you mentioned that kind of looking forward to maybe getting back to, to running an ultra, but not having any plans of, of doing an ultra again this year. Um, and I'm assuming that it's kind of because, uh, you've got a, a, a bit of, a uh, something happening this fall, going back to, going back to school, grad school, yep. starting to work towards, um, you know, the, the next phase of your life. Um, and it's in occupational therapy. Now, I would just be, it's all over your website. You're not, not, uh, secretive mm-hmm. about it. You're pretty excited for it. It sounds like what, uh, what is the draw for you towards the, the occupational therapy side of, of life? Um, so I've always been surrounded by something where you're setting a goal, um, to work towards it and have certain steps to work towards that goal, whatever it may be. It could be running, it could be a career goal. It could be, um, how am I going to manage my stress better goal? Um, an academic goal, anything of the sort, any sort of goal. Um, and I found occupational therapy, um, through kind of the mindset of, well, what is my goal to live a higher quality of life or to, um, maintain my independence throughout my lifespan or to better interact with individuals. Um, 
it's occupational therapy I found is very goal oriented, mm. um, which kind of has drawn me towards that. And if you're willing to work hard as not only an OT, but also on the other side of it as the patient, um, then if you can work hard, then you can achieve whatever that goal you have in mind. Um, so I don't know what the next two and a half years, how much I'm going to learn. I'm sure it's going to be an immense amount and I'm mm-hmm. super excited about it. Um, but I think just having that constantly goal oriented mindset is kind of what has drawn me towards that. And hopefully I can pass that along to the patients I get to, um, interact with in my future. Yeah, definitely. Is that something that's, like you said, kind of having the, the goal mindset, has that been a, a, a goal of yours? Has this been a, the direction you've wanted to go uh, professionally for a while? Or, or where did where did the interest in occupational therapy uh, specifically come from? Um, it, I kind of discovered occupational therapy probably about a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, so it was never actually on my radar. I completed my bachelor's degree in exercise science um, and did a short stint at a fitness center as a um, fitness personal trainer, we'll call it, um, Mm -hmm. with a physician-referred exercise program, um, which that showed or exposed me to a lot of different populations with different comorbidities or different um, chronic illnesses And that kind of opened the door for me to want to help them beyond just uh, exercise. Mm -hmm. So we would be helping them in the gym and strengthening their legs or strengthening their arms or their lower back, what have you. Um, But in my mind was always, well, what are they going to do when they go home? Are they still able to complete their tasks that they want to do? Are they able to cook dinner? Are they able to spend time with their family? Um, Is anything limiting them? from having a higher quality of life. So that's where I ended up discovering occupational therapy, um, which I think just opened the door for a career that seemed meaningful and um, worthwhile for me to pursue. Awesome, awesome. Well, I certainly wish you nothing but the best in, in, in that you. front. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, well, take that back just a second, but, um, as far as where I was going with, with my thought that wasn't very complete, obviously, but my background is also in, in sports medicine. I'm a, I've been an athletic trainer for, for a while. So, um, you know, kind of having that, that knowledge of body, you know, the exercise science, physiology, kinesiology, all that, all that fun stuff that I'm sure you had, if you got an exercise yeah. science background and going into occupational therapy, you, you're, you're well versed in, uh, in a lot of the same areas that I am as well. And, and I'd be curious to, to hear your thoughts on, on how, if, and if so, how, um, some of that, that knowledge of the body, of, of the, the science of how we work, the physiology, all that kind of good stuff, um, helps you as a runner or, or sometimes, and sometimes I'll, I'll throw myself under the bus here a little bit. Okay. I, I feel like sometimes almost having that knowledge can, can almost be a bit of a hindrance because it's like, it kind of maybe gets in the way of, of, of maybe listening to your body or are just kind of doing, and, and you start to get too, too caught up in the science sometimes in my, in my own head. And, uh, so I, I don't know if, if you have any of that experience or, or just how, how learning more about the body and the physiology, kinesiology, all that, all the, all the ologies, um, <laughs> have, have impacted you as, as, you know, Lindsay, the runner. Um, I definitely think it has, um, just having the knowledge of, how your body uses energy and how your, all of your muscles work together to form movement is kind of what I've been able to use to implement into my running or also to give advice to other people that are starting to run or have been runners for a long time. Um, just so you know how to listen to your body or even if your body isn't telling you something yet, how you can better prepare it to react, um, to something. So if you know how your body's using your energy and how much you should be fueling, um, throughout a run or throughout even a race, then most likely that's going to help you be more successful down the road. Um, I also think that the, my degree has helped me understand the, um, idea of progressing your training better Um, it's kind of something that's always been there in my head, but to have it actually scientifically explained 
has been beneficial to not only help myself, but to help other people that are training for something. Um, and lastly, the other thing would be just making sure you're listening to your body and taking rest days when you need it. And even implementing cross training into your, um, day to day routine, I think is really important. Mm. Yeah. So, so, so many things that, uh, I, I agree with there. Um, and, and hopefully we'll remember about, but the first thing that I want to, want to ask about, um, is the idea of, you mentioned there just, just a minute ago about progressing your training. Um, yes. could, could you explain that a bit more for people that, that are maybe either, either new to running or, or kind of, um, I, I think I know what you're, what you're getting at there, but I'd just love to maybe, you know, flesh it out even more so that, that, you know, n- nobody is, is, uh, so everybody can kind of maybe ha- have an idea of what you mean when you talk about the importance of progressing your training over time. Sure. So, um, for anybody that's just starting to run, um, it's probably best to run just a few days a week, not to ramp up your mileage a lot. If you can only do one to two miles in a day, then that's completely okay. If you need to work up to a mile, then integrate running and walking into completing that distance. Um, if you already have a solid base, um, I would say from somehow calculate your weekly mileage um, and then progress slowly from there. So if you're, say your weekly mileage is, we'll just throw a number out there, 20 miles per week over the course of, if you're running five to six days a week, mm-hmm. um, from there, you don't want to go from 20 to 30 miles cause that's right. a ginormous, uh, jump up in mileage. But if you can progress it where one week you're doing 20, the next week, maybe go up to 22, then 25, and then slowly bring it up to that mileage, um, if you find, I always tell people, if you find that something's starting to hurt you or bug you or feel sore or feel just, just, just not right, then back it down a little bit. If you have to take a rest day or multiple rest days, then do that. Also always implement obviously cross training. If you start to feel like something's bugging you when you're running, um, just cause they could take off that impact of constantly pounding on your feet or your knees or your hips or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's, um, in, in, you know, I don't mean to, to maybe make this sound worse than, than, than how it may come across, but you know, it's, it's, it's the, the idea that if something, like you said, if something's bothering you, that's a, a good sign to listen to your body back off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, more running or f- running faster is probably not going to make that little issue, that little niggle go away. Like it's probably going to make it, make it worse. So, um, and, and, you know, you talking about progressing and and bumping up slowly. And, you know, I think that's, that's something that that I've talked about before. And and I'm always happy to have other, other voices, maybe say some of the same things where it's like, we get excited and we want, you know, we're, we signed up for this race. We're going to go run all the miles in preparation for, for whatever the big race is, or, you know, we're just new to running and like, we're, we're excited. Got a new pair of shoes. I'm going to go out and, and, and just crush it today. Um, but yeah, do, doing those big jumps in miles is not, um, not, not great for us physiologically because it's, it's putting a lot right. of extra stress on the body. And, uh, the last thing you want is to get injured and then have to have a big break off where now all of a sudden you're losing all that fitness that you were trying to gain and, and you're starting from behind the eight ball when you're getting back into, into running after you recovered. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, I think it's also important if you're doing those really long races, um, even if you like half marathon and up. Um, if you, I think you can get away personally, I found with just doing one long run per week and making all the rest of those midweek runs easier and not as strenuous. Um, which is another way you can also increase your mileage without hopefully hurting yourself is by taking it easier during the week, get in that solid long run on a weekend and then take the time to recover um, with rest days or easier days before your next long run. Yeah, I, t- I totally, totally agree with that. Um, another thing that, that you, you touched on there a couple of times, so obviously you, uh, believe in the, the value of it is cross training. Yes. Uh, what, uh, I think I might know the answer, but what, what's your, uh, kind of go-to, uh, cross training method of choice? Uh, I love biking, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, road biking or mountain biking, whichever. I just, in the past two years, um, I've kind of taken that on as a spring and summer, early fall hobby. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I find that the weather is more ideal for those types of cross training in in the warmer months. <laughs> I do not like cycling indoors and I do not like cycling in the cold. So I'm a cyclist during the warmer months where I can get outside and enjoy <laughs> enjoy being warm and <laughs> just go out for miles and just have a good time. Go. Um, Officially a fair weather cyclist. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and I have no shame in that. Right, right. Um, because I know that there's there's at least one person thinking this. I'll go ahead and, and ask the question. Um, if I'm a runner and I want to get better as a runner, whatever that means for me, whether that's running faster, running farther, whatever whatever my goal is in, in my running, um, shouldn't I be running more? Like, like, isn't taking time away that I could be training in running, which is what my goal races are, goal events are, which is what I'm trying to work towards. Um, you know, if I, if I'm jumping on the bike, getting in the pool, doing, doing some type of cross training, that's not helping me be a better runner is, is something that, that again, I, I've, I've heard that argument before. And, and on, on one hand, it kind of makes sense. Um, on the other hand, I think I, I, I know that there's a lot of value in cross training as well, but, but if somebody were to come to you, you met somebody, uh, out on the trail, you're having a, a great conversation during your run. And, and you mentioned that, Oh yeah, you know, tomorrow I'm going to be just on the bike because it's, it's, it's the summertime and you know, it's, it's a great cross training activity. And like, but wait a minute, like, how is that going to make you a better runner? What's, what's your response to that type of a uh, line of thought or line of questioning? So cycling or any like, or swimming, um, they're both great alternatives for cardio. If you're, if you identify yourself as a runner, um, I, I found that it's easier to remain a runner for the long term if you start integrating different sports. Mm -hmm. So whether you're getting on your bike and spinning for, I don't know, 10 to 20 miles, or you're going out for a swim for 30 to 45 minutes, you're still strengthening your heart and you're still strengthening your lung capacity. Um, but you're taking that impact off of constantly breaking down your body on a run. Um, not saying every run is going to break you. Right. It shouldn't because then you have to reconsider how you're approaching a run. But I find that if you take the time to do something different, not only is it a physical break for yourself, but it's also a mental break because now you're focusing on something different or a different kind of goal. Um, like a cycling goal could be, I want to ride further than I've ever rode before mm -hmm. in one day, or, um, I'm just going to go out and try to do this trail and try to maintain a certain pace. Um, or you could just go out for fun and have a destination. Like I want to, ride my bike to this ice cream place right. or I'm going to ride my bike to the vegetable stand or something. So it could just be something as simple as that. It's just a way to take a mental break from the occasional monotony of running. <laughs> um, and it just allows your body to recover in a different way while you're still strengthening it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, that's always my, my thing too, is it's, you're, you're still working. You're, you're still getting stronger, but you're, you're not taxing the same s structure, same systems. Right. You're, you're working things differently. Um, which is, which is only going to make you, make you a stronger, better runner. And you know, it's not like you know, when we talk about cross training, it's not like we're saying, Hey, only run once a week and then cross train the other six days. Like it's, you know, mix out one run, right. mix out two, two easy runs or something like that, or cut a, uh, cut a run a little bit shorter and then do some, something else. And, uh, it, it really, it really does make a difference. And just like with running as well, especially the longer you stay with it, the longer, more consistent you are, uh, the more results you're going to see down the road. Yes, definitely. All right. So, um, as, as we're getting to that point of, of wrapping up, Lindsay, the way I like to, uh, to finish these, these conversations, kind of put a little bow on things is to, uh, to ask what I, what I call a philosophical question, which is kind of very similar to the introductory question, something that's, that's pretty, pretty simple and straightforward to ask, um, and, and kind of allows, allows you to kind of put your own spin on it. It can be a short answer. It can be a long answer. It can be a medium answer. We've had certainly had <laughs> several examples of all of the, all of the, uh, above where a couple of words, a couple of sentences, or, you know, 10 or 15 minutes later, we've, we finally <laughs> wrap it up and, and, and call it a day. So all, all of which are, are more than welcome. You can take this answer or take this question, run with it exactly how you want to. And that's where we'll wrap things up for today. 
But I, I would just be curious with, you know, at, at this point in your life, um, you know, kind of getting out of the, the competitive side of, of running so much, at least at the, at the, you know, high school and college level and, and, and embracing the trails a bit more and now looking kind of more towards the future of, you know, back to school, working on becoming an occupational therapist and, and, and what the future holds for you. Um, at, at this point today, why is, why is running still an important part of your life? Why, why do you still wake up in the morning and, and know that, you know, it's going to be a good day because I get to go run today. I get to go spend some time out in the trails. Why, why are you still a runner? Um, I'm still a runner because I know that running can take you to so many places Um, it allows you to see so much of the world or even just the country, um, wherever you live. Um, it exposes you to so many people, um, which can be a good thing or a bad thing, depending (laughs) on your outlook. Um, but if you can meet different people and be exposed to different mindsets or different ways of living or training, um, I think it's just the, that, knowing that that is always an opportunity caused by running is something that keeps me coming back for more. Um, you can go literally anywhere in the world. And as long as you have a pair of running shoes with you, you can go out for a run. Um, which I think is a great way to explore. Um, it's a great way to get to know wherever you're visiting, um, in a way that doesn't rely so much on technology or public transportation or spending a lot of money. Um, running is very resourceful in that, in that way. Um, it just, as long as you, I find that as long as you have a goal in mind, somehow running can be related to that goal. So running teaches you that you can achieve whatever goal you have in mind, but also running allows you the opportunity to pursue goals in regards to your running career. Um, which I think is just, rewarding in in and of itself so that's why i continue to run (laughs) and that's why i love running (laughs) yeah definitely you're preaching to the choir i think there's probably a lot of people that are nodding their head right now hearing hearing you say that so uh like i said great great way to wrap things up great place to put a bow on things and uh, guys if you want to connect more with Lindsay, kind of follow along with with her journey what she's got going on uh professionally what she's got going on uh, because part of the part of the website part of the blog is she's she's chronicling that journey as well but also the running stuff as well uh adventure awaits 321.wordpress.com and on instagram at Lindsay Marie 321. Again, that's Lindsay with a Y, L Y N D S E Y Marie 321. Uh, and as per usual, show notes, disruns.com slash 612. We'll have everything linked up there, connection, ways to connect with Lindsay, uh, and a brief summary of everything we talked about today. So uh, check those out. And uh, Lindsay, thanks. Thanks for taking the time today. Certainly appreciate it. Certainly wish you uh, nothing but the best going forward, both in, in the running, both in, in going back to school, all that good stuff. Um, and certainly looking forward to, to staying in touch and seeing what the future holds for you. But thanks for the, so much for the time today. Really appreciate it and uh nothing but the best going forward yes thank you for having me i really appreciate it all right guys thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show i hope you enjoyed the conversation between Lindsay and myself and as always i'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode what was what was something that we talked about today that uh that made you think a little bit or caught you off guard or had you nodding your head or, or whatever the case might be Takeaways and thoughts and feedbacks are always appreciated. And as per usual, I'll go ahead and share mine first and uh, hope to hear from you about what stood out to you from this episode at some point in the future. So for me, the the big takeaway was something that Lindsay kind of came back to several times um, and uh, something that, that I've, I've talked about, I guess, but so it's not maybe not the first time it's come across my radar, but it was really, really just it, it it struck me today it really did stick out to me more so more so than maybe in, in some other conversations in the past but it's the the willingness the importance to have the willingness to slow down to slow down enjoy yourself have fun and how you can do that even mid-race you know like Lindsay was talking about she's running the half and she was hammering it and decided you know what like this is this is okay but maybe maybe if i took a little walk break got my legs back underneath me and slowed down a bit i could have even more fun and you know for those those of you and myself included that are a bit sometimes more driven by by the time by the clock whether we're on the roads or on the trails that can be a really hard thing to do but if you can slow down and, and have fun you you're that's that's the key and maybe it's slowing down in training so that you can race hard and be healthy maybe it's slowing down on on the races um or especially if you get to a race and you don't feel like you're as as um prepared as you could be as maybe as you wanted to be 
And so, you know, why push yourself to come up short of the goal and then beat yourself up because you aren't trained and yada, 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 and, and make it not fun, but slow down, have fun, take some selfies, give kids high fives, you know, comment on people's signs, you thank the volunteers, all of those types of things that if you get too locked into focusing on the pace and the clock are easy to lose sight of. But if you, if you can, you know, slow down enough that you're not as worried about maybe PR in today, you can take in the environment and the atmosphere and all of the other things that are going on beyond just you and your race. It can be a lot of fun. It can be a lot of fun. So that was my, my little takeaway today. My little reminder for myself to, uh, you know, if, if I want to race hard, okay, whatever, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's also nothing wrong with just cruising along and having a good time and enjoying, enjoying the time while you're out there, whether you're on the roads, on the trails, sightseeing, um, racing, whatever it is, have fun, have fun out there. And if that means slowing down, then slow down, then slow down. So anyway, that was my takeaway. What about you? Let me know. Shoot me a tweet at Dizruns. Shoot me an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for this episode and uh, not only get Lindsay's contact information, if you want to connect with her and, and, and follow along with what she's got going on, but you can also leave your thoughts and feedbacks and takeaways there in the comment section towards the bottom of the page, Dizruns.com slash 612. We'll get you there. Um, and with that, we'll go ahead and, and put a bow on this thing. Uh, thanks once again to DKMS for their continued support. And thank you guys for continuing to support them. Um, your support of them is more important than their continued support of me. That's for sure. But, you know, we all have, have probably been touched by one form of cancer or another. And, uh, you know, for those that are, are battling blood cancer, that's, that's a tough, that's a tough go. And if, if we can do something to potentially save a life, it's, uh, it's well worth taking the time to, to do the swab kit and get that sent back. So DKMS.org is the website. Amazing. Text amazing to 50555 for more information. Uh, but thank you for their support. And once again, thank you guys for supporting the sponsors. It, it means a lot to me that uh, I'm creating these partnerships with companies and organizations that, that mean enough to you that you're going to support them and, and help them out as well. So anyway, thanks for the, thanks for that support. And uh, thank you for listening. Hope that you enjoyed this one. As always, uh, let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know your takeaways and feedbacks. But uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for telling others about the show, sharing it, spreading the word. Uh, it, it, uh, it means a lot. It means a lot. And uh, good things are coming in large part because of that. So thank you guys for all you do for me. Hopefully I, I give that back to you at least a little bit uh, a few times a week and, and uh, some of the other places that I'm around on, on the internet as well. But anyway, I'm rambling, so let me wrap this thing up officially. Thanks for listening. Be well. Take care. Uh, have a great run. Whatever, whenever your next run is, hope it's a good one for you. And uh, until next time, we'll talk soon. See you guys. Thank you.